Shall we roll into this thing? How's that shall, for radio voice? Shall we roll into this thing? If I get yes. nice and close, you get like a real radio voice. WKRP like, in Cincinnati. Like, are you two sliding off your seats right now? <laughs> I, I thought you might. Splush. Because over here, like, this is not impressive, right? This, no, is, no, this kind of sucks. Squeaky. But over here, when you get the nice boom in the... <laughs> Nice boom in the back room. <laughs> we need to leave this in the show. <laughs> okay, we're going to leave this in the show. Three, two, one. Welcome to Welcome to the Gun Show. I'm joined by Tarek. Uh, boom in the back room, allegedly. <laughs> and Garrett. Hey everybody! Okay. We have a little bit more of a serious episode planned for you guys tonight. Um, we obviously use the the word "plan" to loosely mean we decided this ten minutes ago. Um, that's planning, right? Ten minutes is a lot of sort of notice for us. So that that's uh, that's um, pre-planned. That is pre-planned. Some, we did some would decide, even say premeditated. We well, did yeah. decide before we hit the record button this time, which is pretty good going, I think. This meeting is being recorded. <laughs> Recording <It> is progress. <laughs> um, couple of uh, sort of admin things as always before we get started again thank you very much to zero mike bullets proud sponsor of the show um you guys know the drill websites up bullets are available um if you haven't bought your bullets for the level four yet you need to get onto that time is running out for you to make ammo for this uh in more ways than one shall we say um the next thing is uh the drill of the month uh we're approaching the last week of the uh, June drill of the month. So if you haven't done it yet, and I haven't done it yet, I believe Gaz is doing his tomorrow. I'm going to be doing mine on Friday. Uh, if you haven't done it yet, now's your chance to, to go and get that done, get it submitted. Uh, again, thank you to the sponsors of the drill of the month, Zero Mike Bullets, uh, Flat Pack Alpha, and then Shooting Stuff have a promotion where you can go in to their range, They'll supply you the target. There is a timer available if you need one. Uh, 15 minutes, shoot the draw, in and out, quick and easy. Thank you guys very much for that. We really appreciate it. Um, Mr. Evans, I believe that Hello. DVC has a, has a new uh, product that makes things wet. <laughs> yes, and dry. <laughs> and clean. I mean, clean. <laughs> <laughs> I prefer them wet and dirty. Uh, what? Say what? <laughs> okay, so uh, uh, we released our new wet tumbling solution this week, which is called Tumblersol. And basically that's been a work in progress for quite a long time because we've been trying to find a solution to non-corrosive wet tumbling concentrates. And we finally found one. So if you're not keen on using acids and corrosive substances on your casings, Give us a shot. This is compatible compatible as well with stainless steel pins if you choose to use that. 
ceramic balls, other kinds of media that you can add into the wet tumbling process as well. So give us a shot. We'll chat to you. I've been using it for a while. I've, I've, I've had someone use it for me for a while and it's worked very well. I can recommend it highly. I've, I've had really good results with mine and, uh, this is not going to be on the official package insert. I don't think, um, but because I'm lazy, I tumble without any sort of media because I can't be bothered. I also tumble in cold water and the stuff's worked fantastically well. Um, I mean, I'm really stacking the odds against it when I do that. Don't do that. Follow the directions for use that comes with it. Does um, it have directions for use? I'm pretty sure it does. More yes. It has directions for use, which is one, two, three, four, five sort of paragraphs long. Oh, fuck. That sounds like a gas product. Yep. You put some um, in the water and then you let it spinny for a while and then you take it out, rinse it off and let them dry. That's why I do it. There we go. Well, uh, oh, allegedly, wait, that's how my man does it. Yeah, warm water, cool water, doesn't matter that much. Oh, it actually doesn't say it warm works water. well. No, it says water. Okay. Yeah, it says water. So you can do what I said. Just put in water, put in some of this stuff, tumble it for a while, and uh, you will be all good. <sighs> nice, guys. Thank you. Designed to be the simplest to use. Exactly. Put some in and turn on machine. I, I find it exceptionally well, simple to use. In fact, it's the simplest to use product I've ever used. All I have to do is I say, Gavin, I need brass. And then later there's clean brass. That's how well it works. Guaranteed. <laughs> Disclaimer, Gavin is not in fact included with every bottle of tumbler solvent. <laughs> you got that voice perfect as well. You're having a good voice night. Uh, I'm having a really good voice night. It's probably the uh, W.L. Weller Special Reserve in action. <laughs> <laughs> Next line of business. Um, there was obviously a, well, not obviously, but some of you know that there was a Shotgun Nationals this weekend. <clears throat> um, the EG PSA guys really cleaned up. Uh, the We won standard team. So we won standard in the sort of teams section. We won open teams, came second in standard manual teams. Um, Andre won uh, his second standard nationals in a row. Yeah, uh, really well done. Consecutive. Carrying meat sauce came second. <laughs> He's going to hate that. Uh, <laughs> he, had had days, <laughs> he had two Who? days of me calling him that. Who was in third? Uh, Wesley from the Blue Province. Uh, okay, so so we took one, two, four, and five in standard. Domination. We also took sort of quite a few positions in open, obviously, because we won the team section of that. Uh, but I uh, don't recall what they are. So Second and fourth in open. Nice. Um, we won't discuss modifieds. Standard, yeah, first, second, fourth, fifth, tenth, twelfth, thirteenth, uh, and standard manual, we took fifth, I think. Nice. Sorry, I'm just checking Good the job. results and trying oh, no. to remember what province everyone is. 
Cool stuff. <clears throat> yeah, it's a, it's a little bit confusing at the moment with uh, things being shuffled around, shall we say. Uh, so excellent. Donkey dick. <laughs> you sure it was donkey? Yeah. <laughs> Could have been T's, mule. T's pretty sure it was donkey. So, yeah. Sorry about that, T-Bag. Don't be an ass. The, the next one hopefully won't uh, won't coincide with, with all sorts of life events. Um, yes. And be much better. So well done, EGPSA. You guys have, have done a stellar job there. Um, I would like to say a special thanks, and I suspect T-Bag is going to uh, to do the same thing, to Rocksteady Gear. Um, I could not get the extension that I mentioned last week that I had to take off my gun to be modified legal off my gun. Um, I shot the gun on Thursday afternoon, and on Friday morning I tried to take the extension off and realized I couldn't. And uh, the dudes from Rocksteady Gear not only had a tube for me, they hand delivered it to my house. Um, so, hand delivery is not part of the Rocksteady Gear business model, and you have to be a very minor internet celebrity for that to happen. I don't even know if you have to be a minor internet celebrity because I don't think minor. I'm, I said I don't very think, minor. Yeah, I did a very minor. minor. I don't know if I meet very minor either. So, our five listeners know who you are. <laughs> this is true. Um, apparently, they won't kiss me if I use whiskey as a sort of uh, mouthwash. I was and, told and, this morning. And fuck you, Shaw seems to think that you were the only person on this entire show. Allegedly, I don't know. I don't know where they come from. <laughs> so. No, they, they are. The guys are great. And um, I just like to say uh, Nexus Pro, Nexus Pro, Nexus Pro. Cool. You only have 100 to go. <laughs> Standard was won by uh, a man using a Nexus Pro. And so here's the, the really important bit about him winning Standard using a Nexus Pro. He is wrong-handed. Yes. And would you believe... That when you get the thing, I don't know if you can order it locally, sort of pre-set up for left-handed. I, I know you can in the UK, you can buy it pre-set up for right or left. But it's changeable. You can, with a couple of minutes of your time, take the thing apart, swap some things around, like literally just flip them, sort of 180, put the whole thing back together, and you now have a left-handed rig. So if you are wrong-handed, and you one day, when the Nexus Pro Pro comes out, decide to sell your Nexus Pro, um, you are not limited in the audience that you can sell it to. You can reconfigure it and sell it to sort of normies. And in fact, <laughs> what we suggest is <laughs> when you order your Nexus Pro from Rocksteady Gear, put in the notes that you demand that Lance assembles it for you and tell us what happens. I assume he likes doing that. I don't know. He probably adds a note that says do it yourself. <laughs> <laughs> Let us know what happens. <clears throat> Please do. Great, guys. Um, I'm sure that their, pro so their products are available for order through selected retailers. Um, I don't know who those are, but hit up Rocksteady Gear on, on Facebook and uh, Instagram to, uh, to get more details on that. Uh, you can also hit up Tarek. Uh, Tarek is obviously uh, supported by Rocksteady Gear. And uh, hit him up if you need some some assistance in in purchasing some of those products. 
Yeah. I think that's the end of the uh, nine minute long admin section. I'm so sorry. <clears throat> you tell people at the beginning how long it's going to be so they need so they know how far to fast forward. I could like, just cut this whole section out. <laughs> it starts at 11 minutes, 17 seconds. You know what we do? We, we cut this thing in half and we release the sort of admin section as episode 62. I think we're at 62. <laughs> and we release the, the rest of the content as a bonus episode the next day. <laughs> but, but with the admin section still there, <laughs> Seems adequate. Ah, cool stuff. So, what we thought we'd talk about tonight um, are some things that seem to not be getting enough attention in terms of the uh, proposed firearms bill changes or amendment bill or whatever they're calling this thing. Um, there has been a massive focus on section 13 and 14, the self-defense licenses being removed entirely or repealed in this proposed uh, bill. And we think that that is an incredibly important change that is happening in this bill. Um, and it is important that everyone's aware of that. It is important that we fight that change, but we shouldn't lose sight of the fact that the bill is proposing a whole lot of other changes that are far reaching effects, um, not just for firearms owners, but sort of well, well beyond that. Um, we look at some of the, the, the changes that are being proposed in terms of limiting of imports and exports of firearms and ammunition. We're looking at the reduction in number of licensed firearms that, that every individual can own. Um, we're looking at, uh, the abolishment of the option to reload yourself. There is far reaching consequences for ordinary South Africans who are supported by that industry. So your uncle works in a gun shop. He sells reloading equipment. Next week they ban reloading entirely. Your uncle is out of job and everyone he supports in his family are as a result without that financial support that they used to have. Um, and that's not just your uncle. I mean, there, there are further reaching consequences to this. Um, I'm not quite sure what the impact is going to be on the sort of hunting fraternity, but hunting is a really big thing in South Africa and it drives a lot of tourism and it obviously drives a lot of conservation effort. Um, some of these changes now, I, I can't, I'll have Tarek speak to these things a little bit more because I can't speak about them intelligently. Um, like most things. Uh, <laughs> I was going to say, I got me to talk about anything intelligently. Is <clears throat> At least you understand that that sector more than I do. Um, but if some of these restrictions go into place, um, I'm pretty sure we're going to see a reduction in, in tourists uh, who come out specifically for hunting, which will as a result have an impact on the conservation efforts that are funded, but is funded by hunting. It'll have an impact on industries beyond the hunting industry that are supported sort of in turn by hunting things like the uh, tourism industry, you know, hotels, restaurants, um, sort of South African curios and things, uh, local attractions, that kind of stuff. Uh, and that doesn't appear to have been seen in quite the, uh, <clears throat> the seriousness that I think it actually should be seen in. Um, T-Bag? Yeah, I mean, there's... <laughs> 
There's a couple of, of, of interesting, I think, intended consequences here. One on the hunting side. It, one of the limits, I think, for dedicated sports, sports and hunters, as I understand it, is two handguns, two, two shotguns, two rifles. So if, if you are a sports shooter and a hunter, you, you basically get to pick one um, or try and make do with a sport rifle and a hunting rifle, um, which, which is really challenging. It limits, um, you know, it, it, a sneaky backdoor thing is the, the, the limit on the import of firearms doesn't specify, as I understand it, permanent imports. So we could have issues with temporary imports of firearms. Um, it's going to be be harder to have um, guns to loan to a hunter who doesn't bring his own guns. Um, the other thing, and this is not just a hunting thing, I think this is a, uh, oh, let's get to that. <laughs> the ban on reloading would mean a whole lot of hunting rifles, you know, older calibers, that sort of thing, immediately become obsolescent. Um, a whole lot of guns, you know, if you've got a wildcat, so a, a friend of mine who passed away last year, his big bore hunting rifle was a 416 Taylor, which is a wildcat, which means you can't purchase ammunition for it. So that very expensive, beautiful custom rifle under this legislation, um, you can't own as a, as a collector because there, there would be no more collectors. Um, and as a hunter, you could own it, you just can't have ammunition for it because you can't reload for it. Uh, which is, it's idiotic and absurd. Which is uh, kind of dubious, sorry, T-Bag, um, because one of the, it has been Im implied in the, and we're not lawyers, talk to a lawyer if you need actual advice on any of this stuff. This is our interpretations, which mean fuck all. Um, one of the things that's sort of implied in the, in, the, in the law at the moment, and I'm sure going forward, is you have to use the firearms in yeah. sort of, in line with what you motivated them for. So you could own that rifle that you can't shoot for 10 years or five years or whatever the new re-licensing re cycle is going to be. And then you won't be allowed to own it anymore because you haven't been able yep. to comply with that you have to use it thing. And it will be worthless because no one wants to buy it because they can't shoot it. Sorry, dude, I interrupted. No, no, no it's, it's, a, it's an excellent point. And it's, it, it, it's one of, and, and as I say, none of this is unintentional. If, if, you, if you are still thinking that um, the people behind this are stupid and that they don't understand anything, um, go punch yourself in the face. This is, this is, this is incredibly clever. It, it, it's evil and wrong and dishonest, um, but the method behind it is exceptionally clever. Uh, you know, the, the, the reloading thing, silly example. Um, I have a 93 by 62. I prefer to use monolithic bullets when I hunt because I, I, I'd rather not have lead in anything I shoot. Um, I've never seen a single round of monolithic 9.3 by 62 for sale in this country. I'm sure it's happened. I've never seen it. Um, and with with the ammo limits and that, you and and with limits on imports uh, and and the and I'm getting ahead of myself, but I think it's related the massive destruction of the firearms industry that, that this legislation will have, um, the few importers are going to be left, guess what? They're not going to import ammo for your um, 6.5 PRC. Nope. Uh, if, if they're limited to how much ammo they can bring in, they're going to bring in 308, 
and What's going to you know the, the 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 most mainstream stuff because at the same time the government's done a really good job of destroying the local firearms and, uh, manufacturing industry and and we don't have pmp anymore um so you're going to have the situation where you're you know if you've got a 308 you might be able to buy ammo um if you've got a 6.5 vegan you might be able to buy ammo if you've got a 6.5 poc or a 300 wisdom or you know uh, a 270 wisdom or a 6.8 westerner or whatever um you, you you're going to lose it because you're not going to be able to use it and you're not going to be able to shoot it because you can't reload for it uh if you've got a gun that likes a particular bullet sorry for you um <sighs> Another thing that, that they've done, and, and this is also, it's exceptionally clever, it's exceptionally evil. Um, you will not be allowed to let anyone under the age of 16 shoot your firearm. Um, so currently, you can let kids use your firearms under your direct control. Um, with these proposed amendments, you will not be able to do that. Um, so the only way you can let someone use a firearm under your direct control is you're going to have to have owned a gun more than, for more than three years or had competency for more than three years, which is an arbitrary and idiotic number. Um, and, and only then if they're over 16. So, and what that does is, and, and, and there's no two ways about it, there's, there's, there is no other, to me, reasonable explanation as to why they've done this. It's to stop a new generation of shooters, shooters starting. So that in 20 years' time, um, if there's anything left, it, it'll be easy to mop up and, and, and ban what's left. Some of the top shooters in this country in, in various sporting disciplines, IPSC is sort of my main focus, so I, I, I can name a few. I'm not going to name them on the show, but I can name a few who started out as juniors who are now top shooters in the country. Um, that opportunity would be gone. Uh, you're taking your son or daughter on their first hunt before they're 16, gone. Um, and now they can't fire a shot until they're 16. So now you've got to start teaching them about gun safety on their 16th birthday, um, as opposed to, you know, rolling it out when, when you, when, when you know your child is ready. Um, that's, uh, it's nefarious. Um, and, and I mean, realistically with kids, and children specifically under the age of 16, they're fairly curious. So if you're yeah. not able to competently teach them about firearm safety, that's that's a big problem, actually, because that exactly. should start much, much younger than 16. Exactly. Anyone with a clue, and, and, and this is, this. I think, the people who drafted this knew what they wanted to do, and this wasn't about control, this wasn't about safety, this was about a ban. Um, and what they didn't do was they didn't speak to anyone who had a clue about firearms in relation to how to make this work. They had they, they obviously spoke to people who who wanted guns banned and probably people who who pride themselves on their not, lack of knowledge on firearms. Um, you know, cue the shoulder thing that goes up. Anyone with half a brain, anyone who knows anything about this, knows that the best way to to keep children safe around firearms is to teach them how to safely use them as soon as they are capable of doing it. It's to take the wonder out. It's to take the mystery out. And it's to show them how to safely deal with the machine. They're taking that away. They're making that illegal. So what they're doing is they're endangering children's lives because children are curious and, and shit happens. Um, you know what? Sometimes even policemen forget their guns in toilets. <laughs> 
uh, it's not just civilians who lose their guns, despite what um, dishonest claims are made. So now a policeman leaves his gun in a toilet and a child finds that, and that child in immediate reaction is going to be, fuck, it's a gun, I can touch it. Never mind little Johnny who's who finds daddy's safe keys or little Mary who, who works out where, where mom, you know, where mom's handbag is or, or whatever. Um, things happen. No matter how responsible you are, kids kids can be quite clever and, and things happen. So we're taking that away. Um, we're also saying that if you're a, I mean, besides the fact that we, we seem to think that you don't have a right to, to defend your life, um, you're a farmer or, or, or not a farmer. You're a single mom or, 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 you know, a family and someone breaks in and your child can access a gun because you've been shot and they won't know how it works. Your 14, 15-year-old child will not have been allowed to have ever shot that gun because some idiot decided that this was a clever idea. Uh, but what that does is it stops... It stops a whole new generation of sports shooters. It stops a whole generation of hunters. Um, and, and I think very deliberately to ensure that they're a lot less likely to take that on. Um, you know, at 16, you're generally not thinking that much about guns. Um, and by the time, you know, especially with boys, their brain starts working again. Um, that, that thing's, that, that ship has sailed. And, I have no doubt that was exactly why they put that in, but there are there are massive safety issues with that um, because we take away that ability to to teach children about safe gun handling um, because a video is not the same as taking them to the range and letting them see how this thing works and letting them experience this thing and taking the mystery away. Yeah, removing that mystery. Yeah. Uh, exactly. Sorry. So. Uh- Gaz, is there anything you want to add there? No, no, she's got it all. Okay, cool. So something else that's quite curious to me in, in this whole thing, and again, I don't know if the act explicit, the, the proposed changes explicitly state this or not, but one of the things that, uh, in sort of air quotes, allegedly drove the creation of the Firearms Control Act of 2004, or whatever the fuck it was, um, was to create competent, proficient, safe firearms ownership and responsibility in, 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 in owning the, the machine. Um, so what they introduced ammunition limits that were quite uh, strict back then, uh, section 16 sort of excluded, uh, and, well, section 16 excluded. Um, under the new sort of proposed changes, you're going to be allowed to have a hundred rounds per license. You're going to be able to have a maximum of six licenses in effect. Um, let's say two of those are pistols and you're now going to have to choose those pistols in the same caliber so that you can have 200 rounds of ammunition. Um, with 200 rounds of ammunition, you can't shoot the smallest matches that Ipsic coast. Um, I mean, realistically, you can't. They're like 150 rounds odd. You're going to want to go with at least 200 rounds in case there are reshoots. In reality, you want to usually go with double the round count, so you'd want to go with, to the range of 300 rounds if you're shooting a 150-round match. You can't do that. You can't realistically keep... You can't legally keep more than sort of your, your allocation. 
which means that you need to go to a shooting range with the shop at the shooting range. So you can purchase ammunition and get some basic training done. Um, that's going to be prohibitively expensive because yes. the number of places that have shooting ranges and shops are limited. And I, the industry, I'm not trying to make this out as if the industry is unethical. It's not at all what I'm doing. Okay. But I'm going to say something now that that should scare you. If you have a limited supply of ammunition coming in, you have a, a limited number of places who can sell it and you have a mass of people who need to get access to it and can only get it on the day that they are physically there to shoot it. You're going to run out of stuff. And if you run out of stuff, basic economics tell us that supply and demand, when supply goes up, uh, when supply goes down and demand goes up, prices will increase. Yeah. Basic economics, it's which capital. means that exactly, even if you can you know, afford the time to go to the range, buy ammunition, train, very few people in this country are, I'm going to say eventually, but it's probably going to happen like pretty rapidly, will be able to afford the 100 rounds per license that they are allowed. And what that does is, well, I've now bought my 100 rounds. I'm going to keep my 100 rounds because one of these days I might go and train or I might shoot a competition, but this stuff is precious now because it's yeah. scarce. What do I do? I don't shoot. What does not shooting do? It reduces proficiency. It reduces safety. It, re it reduces your ability to work the thing that the act says you must be responsible in using. Um, yeah. It is stupid. It's once again, this, this, this was all... And, and this isn't conspiracy theory. It's quite obvious if you look at it. And, and they've admitted as such, they they didn't speak to anyone, um, you know, uh, with, with regards putting this together, which which is un, undemocratic. Um, but they have not spoken to anyone who knows anything about firearms. Um, and they've, they've very deliberately, I think, not spoken to anyone who knows anything about firearms because... It, it wouldn't fit the, the sort of narrative they're going for. Um, you know, gun-free South Africa, no fuck all about guns. Um, they're, they're, a bunch of, they're a bunch of people who used to, you know, the joke used to be it's three women with a fax machine. They've probably got an email now. Um, but they're basically a bunch of, of sort of paid talking heads who, uh, who, who sprout the party line and, and don't let facts get in the way of a, a, a good argument. Um, because that's that's the model, um, and and they've they seem to have been allowed a voice here, or or, or, or maybe not directly, but but the, their voice shows through in this legislation um, or this proposed legislation. So the the ammo limit is problematic. Once again, if we if we look at sort of a hunting side and we and we look at knock on effects, which no one's thought of, if 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 you look at the amount of of um, agricultural damage done by things like rock pigeons. It is hundreds of millions of rands worth of damage every year, um, which is why I, I've been on rock pigeon shoots where we have shot a shit ton of birds and we didn't make a dent. Um, now, I understand with the ammo limit, you can take 100 rounds. That's it. So now... Those farmers, and, and what are they going to do? How are those farmers going to find a way to protect their crops? Um, either they're not, or it's going to be something 
sort of exceptionally in, in, inhumane to to the the the, the birds. Um, but it, it's a dramatic problem. And yes, the argument will come back. The legislation allows you to apply for permission to have more ammo than that. Uh, we've seen at the moment, if you're, if you're lucky, you get a license in a year. Um, I have no reason to believe that that's going to get any better and or, or that they're going to approve it. Um, because we've also seen the um, CFR refuse licenses for some ridiculous reasons. Um, so to rely on the fact that they're going to, oh, I'm sure they'll give me a permit because I'm going to go shoot a match or, or, or I shoot a lot of pigeons, they may not. Um, so if you have your two shotguns under this act or, or under this, these proposed amendments, you won't be able to buy a case of shotgun ammo. Um, so also if you're going on a shoot where you're going to shoot some rock pigeons and some waterfowl, um, now you've got a serious problem because they use different types. They use different types of the same caliber ammunition. Um, <laughs> it also bans silences, um, which is someone's watched too much television. Um, there are a huge amount of hunting farms that won't allow you to hunt without a suppressed firearm anymore um, for the simple reason that the loud bang stresses the animals. Um, and we're now going to take that away, which is going to affect those hunting farms. Um, so once again, we have an economic effect because people will be able to, won't be able to shoot as many animals, uh, which means that we now have challenges with um, numbers growing to more than a farm can contain. Um, and we have the issue of uh, the, the, the farmer not being able to sell you as many animals which means he doesn't make as much money, which means his animals don't make as much um, financial sense, uh, which in the long term, uh, or even the medium term, affects their ability to continue. Um, because like it or not, um, game is a commodity. Um, and, and there's a lot of, and, and if you're an anti-hunter, that's wonderful, that's great for you. The fact is, um, there are a lot of species that, um, exist and are flourishing now as a result of, of the conservation um, financed by hunting. Um, if you take that away, um, those things disappear and, and that farmer then uses that land for something else or sells it. Um, so that's another, and, and, and it, it sounds like we're, we're kind of snowballing this, but if, if you have hunted with and without suppressors, you've seen the difference it makes. You see, you've seen how many more animals um, can be harvested in a hunt um, in a given area if, if your hunters are using suppressed rifles. Um, that adds up really quickly to, to sort of costs. And, uh, you know, jokes aside, animals that die of old age on the farm um, don't add any financial value to that farm. Animals that get hunted do. Uh, so we lose that. We also add, add to the fact that Suppressors reduce noise, they reduce flinching, they reduce re recoil, um, which means that shooters often shoot suppressed guns better. I'm one of them. I have suppressors on my hunting rifles because I shoot them better with suppressors because I don't like recoil. Uh, what that means is I can also shoot better and, and do a more ethical job of, of, of shooting the game that I shoot. Um, we're now going to take that away. 
Um, so we've we've said that kids can't hunt, um, and if we were to allow that and we take suppressors away, that we either end up in a situation where they they get given smaller, less effective calibers, which makes even less sense for a, an inexperienced hunter, um, or we give them something where they're more likely to fletch, um, and that's not just just kids, and it's not just women, despite what some of you from the 1970s might think. Um, that can affect a whole lot of people. So there's a, and for what? Um, because if you've ever seen a suppressed gun outside of a Hollywood movie, they don't make guns silent. It's not like it goes pew, pew. It still makes a noise. And I'm not aware of any crimes that have ever been affected or, or, or committed in this country with suppressed firearms or where suppressed firearms had an effect on on the crime and the ability to catch the criminals. Um, just once to, again, sorry. Just to add to that, T, sorry. Um, edge weapon, sharp weapons, attacks and murders and sort of blunt weapons, sort of blunt force like clubs and rocks and that kind of fists and that kind of stuff. Those are silent already. Um, are we now going to pass some legislation that says you have to scream when you're killing someone? Because you know, silent violence is, is sort of illegal. No? I, still that think, make- I still think I, the, 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 the solution no one has ever thought of here is we should make crime illegal. Oh, yeah. We should ban committing crime because then no one will do it. Fuck no, go fetch your tinfoil hat. You're talking shit now. <laughs> <laughs> no, something, something that you touched on there, T, was the we've there's a fair amount of hunting that happening that happens re- related to pest control like you sort of said and the thing is if the guys can't competently and humanely go through that pest control anymore like you said the farmer's going to go through things that are much more devastating or um what's the word now what the word did you use uh, inhumane it's not going to be kind to, to the animal uh, ethical yeah, yeah. So you've got an unethical system and then what could happen is the farmers could go to something extreme where you're using severe pesticides, those kinds yeah. of things that are going to have even more ecological knock-on than the inhumaneness that we might see or that we no. will see actually. Now people will go back to traps and, and things that are horrid. And poison. And, and should and not poison. exist. And then poison which travels further than your intended sort of yeah. area Target. of impact. Because um, a, a, a sheep farmer is not going to just leave the jackal to eat his sheep. Um, so if he can't shoot them, uh, he's going to find another way. And it's it's going to be poison or, or traps or trying to shoot them with a freaking pellet gun. Um, all at the expense of doing this humanely because of some ill thought out legislation. Yep. I want to hop back to the to the to the suppressors or silences. Um, you mentioned that they make people they give people the ability to shoot firearms better. Okay. What? And I'm, I'm not sure if the the entire audience is going to understand this or not. Um, suppressors are safety devices. Okay. Mm-hmm. They're not something that makes the firearm more deadly. They are safety devices. They can bring high pressure, uh, pressure um, rifle cartridges down to a level where they are hearing safe 
or sort of hearing safe levels in terms of noise where if you have to discharge the gun and you don't have sort of ear safety devices on you're not going to do absolutely permanent damage to your hearing okay they are recoil reduction devices which means that people are less likely to be knocked off balance by large caliber rifles you are less likely to be thrown off target if you are hunting and i'm not a hunter this is sort of my understanding of it um you are less likely to develop serious issues in your shooting such as flinching which can be induced by excessive recoil but can also be induced by excessive report and really really loud noises um all that stuff is mitigated by having a suppressor which does not make the gun silent right yeah. it, it it in no way makes it silent which is why we've gone to the to the phrasing suppressor away from the the original patent name because it's not silent it is it's it's suppressing some of the the characteristics of shooting a firearm but it doesn't make it not a firearm it doesn't make it dead silent taking it away is irresponsible um for many reasons hmm. if you have to shoot uh inside a confined space and i know people are going to be like oh self-defense will be legal with firearms i'm not talking about hmm. sort of defending your life but if you're shooting from an enclosed hide i would imagine that you're getting massive concussive force from shooting rifles if you have to shoot under an overhang of a of a cliff face or something you're going to get massive sort of reverberation of of noise that can actually harm you so banning this stuff is as t said it's talking to people who don't understand firearms and talking to people who don't care about the function of these items but just want to see them not be available. Yeah. No. And I think that's that's something we need to bear in mind. The, the, the obvious purpose of this amendment um, is a much bigger step towards a total gun ban. Um, and that's not being dramatic. And if you think it's not going to affect you, you're stupid. Um, because it the 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 knock-on effects to an industry um, because are you going to invest are you going to invest money and this is the next thing the legislation makes provision to to limit the number of, of um, farms imported and exported in a year it doesn't say what those limits could be and a limit could be zero um, understand that so you're not going to be able to keep most of your guns you're not going to be able to export them if they won't give you an export per permit you're not going to be able to sell them to anyone because there's not going to be any buyers because the people with guns are going to be looking to get rid of what they've got already, which means you're going to have to hand them into the state for destruction for free, which means millions of rands worth of property is going to be taken away for free. They're not, they don't have to pay you for them. So that's something else we need to bear in mind. Those sort of knock-on effects of going, okay, we can limit um, imports. So we limit imports to 10 a dealer a year or zero. Um, all of a sudden, there's no ammo. There's no new guns. Um, we won't let you export what you've got. So you can't get your money back. And for some people, this means they're going to lose millions. For, for a lot of normal, relatively normal gun owners, um, this is going to cost them tens and hundreds of thousands of rands. 
because it, you know, a hundred thousand rand is a lot of money, but a couple of sporting guns can and, and their accessories, um, plus your, your your reloading press, you you can get into a couple of hundred grand pretty quickly. Um, you know, if if you think about what you've bought over the last ten or twenty years, and that that could be potentially gone and and valueless. Uh, and then you've got to look at, oh, how many dealers are going to co- continue investing money in an industry where they can't make money? Um, because, you know, it, it's a commercial entity. It doesn't make sense to carry on a, a business that, that can't make money. Um, so this is, you, you need to make sure that you're looking at the, at the big picture when it comes to the, the, this, this act. Self-defense is is catastrophic. Taking away self-defense is 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 a fucking human rights violation. Um, the rest of it is just as bad for different reasons. Um, you know, banning reloading, limit, needing a permit to take your guns to the range. How long does it take to get any sort of license or permit in this country? Um, you think about Gascorn and I as an example shoot a match most weekends. Does that mean that we've got to now apply and, and, and how long in advance do you have to apply? How long is it going to take them? They can't deal with the situation at the moment. They want to do ballistic testing on firearms. Um, a, who's going to supply the ammo? B, where they're going to do it? And how are they going to keep these places secure? Because I can't carry a gun to the police station where they're going to um, ballistically test all my firearms because they've made that illegal. So as a criminal, I'm going to set up at these ballistic testing stations and know that I have access to free guns. It's absurd. And a lot of free guns because the state doesn't have ammo. Yeah. So you show up with your guns. So you show up with your six guns that you're allowed to own because they now have to be ballistically tested. Your... 300 closest Chinas also show up with, and I mean that term, not derogatory. It's a, um, you show up with, there's 300 people there to test stuff. None of them are allowed to have loaded firearms because you can't use firearms for self-fence. The police who are there do are either not certified competent to carry firearms or do not have ammunition available. Um, and there's no guarantee that they will defend you in violent encounters. Right. Um, so, well, yeah, yeah, I would, I would definitely set up there if I was a criminal. Exactly. Just free guns. You would do the same thing to to people leaving sports shooting events yeah. or leaving hunting farms, because you know that there is going to be limited sort of chance of of you running into sort of deadly resistance. Yeah. Um, just hopping back to the import export sort of thing for a moment, T. Um. South Africa has had notoriously poor um, supply levels in ammunition for, I haven't been in this for very long, but for as long as I can remember, there have been sort of, you you get some stock in and then there's nothing for months. And then you get some stock and there's nothing for months. And things sell out, uh, popular items, sell out in no time whatsoever. The, The moment that they've landed the dealer, they're gone because someone has been on the waiting list for the last six, eight, 12 months to get that three, five, seven C ammo that he needs. Not that that stuff's going to come in anymore, but like as an example, 
the way that we've dealt with that is you've purchased enough that you could leave in your safe legally, so within within the confines of the law, that you could leave in your safe legally that smooths over supply during those periods. Mm. We now take that in combination with um, what happened in the States, and I can't remember exactly what the driver was, but sort of political unrest and things, where people went out and just bought all the guns mm. and all the ammo. And you're now in a situation where ammunition supply is going to be sort of broken for the next two or three years, which means that those countries are not exporting to other countries or, or are exporting a minimum sort of volume to other countries. Um, you can't keep ammo on hand because you can only have 100 rounds. You can't get ammo because none is coming into the country. When the dealers go, shit, there is 100,000 rounds available that I can import. Fuck, I can't because I can't get permits. Yeah. Um, the supply is going to run dry rapidly. Um, so even if you cancel own guns, and even if you cancel own guns for self-defense, if they change that particular clause, you still won't be able to shoot your guns if the rest of this legislation goes ahead. Yeah. Um, Bear in mind two other um, sort of, once again, deliberate uh, consequences of, of limits like that. Uh, I was in Thailand a couple of years ago shooting a match. And as I recall, a Glock in Thailand worked out to about 40,000 South African Rand because Thailand has um, import limits. So each dealer can only import a limited number of firearms. Um, so there are a limited number of firearms on hand. So what does that do? It increases the individual prices of firearms dramatically. So yet again, another, another part of this legislation um, taking firearms away from, from people who don't have huge amounts of money. The other thing is, when it comes to any of these sort of products that are imported, allocations, there is a relationship between allocations and the size of your market. So if I'm a manufacturer and I can only manufacture a given quantity, I'm going to focus on bigger markets because that makes more sense. Uh, so that's why the U.S. is such a big, you know, is everyone's focus because it's the biggest commercial gun market in the world. Um, I'm not going to worry that much about allocating to a country that's going to import tiny little quantities because it it's not as important because, unfortunately, commercially, that's what it's become. Um so availability on a lot of things could become even more problematic, never mind the fact that, you know, import could be, that, that tap could be turned off completely, even if it's not, um, even if it's just reduced dramatically or, or reduced a bit, it makes it a case of I'm a US manufacturer, am I going to waste my time and deal with all the ball ache of, of exporting 10 guns to South Africa when I've got a gun shop in Rhode Island who's already ordered 30 of them. Um, I'm just not going to do it. Uh, and this is an issue some of us remember from about 10 years ago um, when you couldn't buy semi-auto rifles here. Guys were paying fortunes for mini 14s and that sort of thing because we just we were struggling to get them. Um, so if you've been around a little bit, you may, you may remember this. Um, a lot of the guys who got into this more recently have kind of lived through the golden age of gun ownership in this country. Um, but if this happens, uh, it's 
these are the things that it, you know, these are just some of the things that it knocks on. Um, you know, never mind the fact that a six gun limit. So you, you I, I shoot Ipsic shotgun and I like to go wing shooting. Which one do I pick? Um, if you just like to go wing shooting, you're starting to become really limited. If you just want to shoot competition, you're still limited because you can, you can have a rifle and a PCC, but there's no backups. There's no rifles for other disciplines. You, you can't shoot rifle, you know, IPC rifle, IPC PCC and PRS, or have a two-two bolt gun as a, a you know, a, a cost-effective trainer, because you can you can have two. And that's to uh, say, if much of competition would still exist. Well, that's the thing. I mean, it it would destroy. I think IDPA and IPSC would take a massive knock because of the, um, you know, 100 rounds, you can't really have a match. Um, yeah, no reloading, et cetera, et cetera, yeah. Yeah, that's the other thing. So open guns are now worthless, um, and you're going to have to be super rich to to buy the ammo. Um, PRS, those, those guns need reloads because when you're shooting at 1,000 um, meters, you probably want to optimize the ammo for that purpose for your gun, um, and and if you've spoken to any of those guys and you've seen how much fucking time they spend increasing length by half a mil, decreasing length by half a mil, combining the increased length and a 0.3 grain powder charge change with a chamfered primer, I don't fucking. Understand. You know what you can do with that though, which is why they do it. You could shoot the nuts off a fly at 500 meters. Yes, this is true. I mean, they could, I couldn't, but <laughs> yeah, I mean, I couldn't even see the fly. Uh, <laughs> but uh, so that would be gone. Um, and so just, uh, yeah, be- because of the sort of dubious definition of a firearm in South Africa and what needs to be licensed, and I, I don't know what the section on this says in the, in the proposed bill. But PRS guys burn through barrels, yep. right? They need they need to relicense a a new barrel frequently. Um, h- how are they going to be able to do that? Should they still be able to uh, actually compete? How how does barrel swaps work? If you have a beautiful double sort of English shotgun that you're using for your bird shooting, and you have two different barrels for it, that are choked differently. Yep. Is that's that your, that's your two guns. Guns. So yeah. that's that's it. And that's not that's two guns. We need to understand that's not two guns. That's just two guns under the sort of dubious definition of what a gun is in South Africa. Yeah. And, and then if we look at, um, you know, further to that with your PRS guy. So let's look at this realistically. You shoot out your barrel. So now you've got to replace the barrel. Um, so you've got to get a license for it, which at the moment takes a year. Uh, and... The police have shown us nothing to, to show that that's going to rapidly get fixed um, because at the moment it takes a year to get a license. So you're going to wait a year for a license. Once you've got the license, then your gunsmith can put the barrel on your gun. So you can, if you're lucky, compete every second season. If the gunsmith has a barrel. Because what is the, the what is the import process going to be to import blanks? Well, yeah. So you can cut uh, them to whatever chambering you need, like, Assuming you can find a gunsmith who's still open. Uh, yeah, absolutely. That still has a business, yes. Yeah. So that's, 
And I mean, we, we, we're kind of, we, we're, we're tipping, you know, we, we, we're hitting little bits of this. There's, there are ridiculous sort of things. Um, there will be no more collectors, uh, which is peculiar because collectors are, are generally one of the fields that in almost every country of the world are generally the last to be affected. Um, collectors are some of the few people who can own handguns in the UK. They have to be built before some, I think it's like 1905 and you can't have ammo for them or anything. Um, but in a lot of places, collectors are allowed to have guns because there's a huge amount of historical value. There's a huge amount of, of you know, the, yes, it's a gun, but it's also a, a historical thing or, or, a, or, a, or a piece of, of mechanical. And there's some interesting it's pieces an of mechanical. Yeah, there's huge amounts of mechanical engineering in, in some peculiar firearms in this country that'll have to be destroyed um, because, sorry, collectors can't have guns anymore. Um which is interesting because this was not in the original, the original leaked version of this draft bill. Um, they added numerical limits to to collectors, but they didn't have um, a complete removal of them. Uh, it's once again, it's just we're not seeing collect. Co co yes, collectors have a lot of guns. Most collectors I know who have a lot of guns have exceptionally serious um, safekeeping facilities. Because when you're sitting on fucking two million rands worth of guns, you don't want them to go missing. Never mind the fact that they're guns. That's money. Um, so it's not, we're not seeing a huge amount of freaking, you know, um, Papa Nambus being used in CITs. Uh, we're not seeing a huge amount of freaking Holland and Holland, you know, or, or, or Purdy two and a half inch Damascus hammer guns uh, being used to rob your local spa. Um, it's just, it, it's not going. It's not going to reduce crime. Um, getting rid of collectors, none of this is going to reduce crime. All of this is going to increase crime. Um, of the that, that much is clear. Yeah, it's going to increase crime. It's going to increase violent crime because. As I understand it, and once again, I'm an attorney. As I recall, security companies won't be allowed to have semi-automatic firearms. Um, yep. A Glock is a semi-automatic firearm, people. Yep. We're going security back guard, to revolvers. J-frames, yep. Um, I mean, you could probably have bigger revolvers, but um, yeah. just on the for, for the people at home who are going, well, you know, collectors, whatever, those guns will go into museums. Um, there have been some changes to what museums may keep as well in terms of quantities. There have also been changes for certain types of firearms where they will need to be altered irreversibly, so permanently changed from being a firearm to not being a firearm, which means even if these things still continue to exist in some form in a museum, they will not be the thing that they were. Okay, you're going to take, there are some significant things that were developed in South Africa that would fall into this category that would be lost for forever because they'd have to be destroyed in the process of making them legal for display in museums. Um, I mean, South yeah. Africa has, there's like pretty interesting firearms and things yeah. that have been developed here. And yeah, and there we go. And, and, you know, a lot of people don't, uh, oh, well, you know, you just deactivate it, it's still the same thing. 
And I want to use a little bit of a peculiar example, but it might make sense. If I come to your house and shoot your dog and then take it to my taxidermist and have him stuff it and go, but it's fine, here's your dog back. It's not your dog. I'm not threatening your dog's corn. I'm using it. Yeah, I, yeah. <laughs> you were about to get fucked up. <laughs> um, once the firearm's deactivated, it's not a firearm anymore. It's not the same thing anymore. Um, it loses its... its Sort of inherent and intrinsic value, and the other thing is, as as I understand it, collectors won't be able to keep um, restricted or de- or prohibited firearms, even if they're deactivated. Yep, you um, won't. So if you're a cat a collector, and and there are a very limited number of them, and once again, we don't see a huge amount of cat a collectors poaching rhinos with their fucking Vickers guns. Um, but if you're a Cate collector, you won't be able to deact your Vicar, Vicar's gun and keep it. Um, because reasons. So, Once again, like with everything, there's no logical reason for this. So it's a, a little bit of an additional thing on that, T, and, and you might know a little bit more, well, you should know a little bit more about this than I do. Um, there are a limited number of dealers in South Africa who are able to deal with automatic firearms is that correct no it's kind of weird no um i mean a a prohibited firearm is still a firearm so if it's you wouldn't be able to import it because ncacc is a different thing to firearms control act um and i'm it's not something that's ever really come up i mean i've never had a full but i mean you could if it was a license for auto, it could go through a dealer. Okay. So the reason I, I, I bring this up is changes in the in this new proposed bill is that all sales will have to pass through a dealer. Um, and if a dealer is not able to, and by the sounds of this, that, that isn't really a thing, or not willing to deal with the transfer of something like that to a museum or something, you will have to hand your gun in to the police. Right. There, there's 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 no there's no going directly to the museum and saying, I know that you're going to have to destroy these things, but here they are. Um right. It's it's making transfer and thing. And that doesn't just affect like the, the full auto stuff that I'm talking about. You won't be able to to sell or you're not allowed to trade in firearms, but you won't be able to sell the firearms that you currently own in the same manner that you can now. If you look but, at how long some of the transferity, how long some of the transfers take to get a gun moved from your name to a dealer's name to have it available to sell, <laughs> there's trouble coming. I mean, you know, you look at that. A, a simple example there is um, my wife's competition pistol was a gun I had licensed that she stole from me, um, and what that meant was currently I could go to the range with her, and because she was under my direct control. She could shoot matches with her new gun while she waited for the license. And then once she got the license, she could go to matches on her own with her own gun. In terms of this, I would have to, and, and this is something people don't think about, I would have to have taken that gun to that I owned, that was my property, taken it to a gun shop, transferred it off my name so that I lost um, access to it. She would then have to apply for it. So once again, that's a year at the current sort of weight. Um, 
that she wouldn't be able to. And, and even if they could do their magical fucking 120 days, which is the current thing, it still means with cards and that it's six months, um, that she wouldn't be able to compete until she got her gun. And I would have to pay a dealer to give my wife a gun. Yep. Because you can't expect the dealer to do it for free. Um, so it's more unnecessary. Um, it, it's more unnecessary expenditure. Um, it's it's just, and for what purpose? Uh, you know, that's it's not a case of we're in a place where it has to go through a dealer. So you know, we do like a Colorado. You know, it has to have a background check. So we go to the dealership, and I go to my wife. Okay, well, just do your background check quickly. Okay, here's your gun. No, no, no. It's got to be transferred into their stock, as Cornet says. We've got to wait for it to show on their stock. Um, only once it shows on their stock, can she then apply for it? And then we wait for the license to be approved. Then we wait for the card to be printed. Um, because somehow 90 days doesn't mean 90 days from you applying to you taking your gun home. It's 90 days from when we decide to capture it um, to when we approve it. So there may be a 90 days before that and 120 days after that, but you know, um, it's 90 days. That... <laughs> And, and once again, how is this what that they haven't shown us anything to show that this is going to make things safer? What, what crimes are happening when I sold I've sold Kuna a couple of guns? Um, what crimes happened? What, what crimes could have happened um, that this legislation would have stopped? Because if he was a criminal and I was a criminal, this legislation wouldn't get in the way because to, to carry on with an earlier analogy, I've worked out how we stop the war on drugs. Let's ban drugs. Um, so Cornet wants to buy a gun from me. If we're criminals, we're going to do it in a criminal way. If we're law-abiding, I'm not going to give him the gun before he gets the license. He's going to have to buy the gun. It's going to have to stay with me anyway. So what what change, you know, what, what benefit is there um, except to make things more onerous? Uh, and, and I think one of the current issues we're dealing with, and I'm, I'm quite vehement about this, I, I think it's a lot of what we deal with gets called incompetence, um, and I don't think it is. I think it's deliberate um, because, then, because, it, because people will call it incompetence. Um, we have some ridiculous backdoor gun control happening at the moment with um, delays with applying for licenses and... Um, you know, delays at stations, delays with capturing, delays at this, this getting lost. I genuinely don't think that that's all accidental um, because people go, oh, fuck, it's too much of a war. Like, I'm not going to apply for a gun if it's going to take me a year. Um, we need to brain people. Uh, when it comes to this legislation, if, if, if you're not doing something to fight this, if you're not making... Um, uh, uh, the worst has escaped me, um, submissions. And if you're not putting money aside to fight this, uh, you're not going to have guns for much longer. Um, I don't know if I've mentioned this on the show. If if I have, I'm going to repeat it. If I haven't, I'll say it for the first time. Um, we had a chat with some advocates a little while ago um, with regards to to what something like this could cost to fight if it goes all the way. Um, we're not going to expect change from 10 million Rand people. Uh, 
So if you if you want to fight this, you're going to need to start getting ready to, to dig in your pockets and, and put money and not someone else. As we've said before, don't rely on someone else to pay for it. Don't rely on someone else to do a submission. Don't rely on someone else to fight this. Step up. If your organization hasn't communicated with you, I mean, Sagra have sent stuff out. SAPS has sent stuff out. I think SAP has sent stuff out. NHSA, I think, has sent stuff out. They have, yep. If Elis, your organization, uh, yeah. Collectors have sent. Um, if your organization hasn't, you need to get hold of them and go, motherfuckers, what is going on? What are you idiots doing? If they have sent stuff and you've gone, oh, well, I'm sure people are going to submit, then you're the idiot. Um, you need to step on this. You, you need to step up and get involved, guys. Uh, you know, we generally don't do political shows on this, but this is, there won't be a welcome to the gun show if we don't have any guns. Go now and I'll talk whiskey. Welcome to welcome to the show. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> You know, the three of us will talk about our dogs for an hour a week, um, which would be fun, but uh, I don't know, maybe we get more listeners. Um, <laughs> but guys, you need to take a look at this and don't just, yes, the self-defense thing is big. Um, is it the biggest part of this legislation? Directly, yes. Um, but the, the the secondary sort of wounding from from this entire thing is problematic. So if you have made a submission, make more submissions. Uh, you need to make sure that that you make it clear to the legislatures and uh, legislators and to everyone else who will listen that this entire piece of legislation is nonsensical. It's not going to do any of the stated aims. It's going to do the opposite. It's not going to make people more competent. It's not going to make people safer. It's All it's going to do is drive more illegal firearms. It's going to have far more negative consequences. Um, but you can't wait for someone else to do that job for you. The three of us would much rather be talk talking about matches and joking and fucking around like you used to on this show. Um, I would rather not spend my time um, in, in dealers association meetings and meetings with lawyers and, and all this other shit to see what we can do about this. Um, Cornell probably didn't want to spend the whole day yesterday sitting through the, you know, a firearm summit. Um, this is not... <laughs> This is not what any of us want to do, um, but it's something we need to do. We have over 2 million licensed gun owners in this country. We haven't had 100,000 submissions. Um, we, we've had really strong submissions, and, and, and I'm hoping that the powers that be are, are going to look at this and go, this is not what the people want. Um, and if you look at every single poll that has happened anywhere, not just on gun groups, because yes, if I put on welcome to the gun show on the Facebook group, a poll, should we have guns and we don't get a hundred percent? Yes. Well, Gaz is going to come to your house and he's going to fucking kick you in the fork. Um, <laughs> <laughs> but that's a fact. When gun free South Africa's Twitter, um, because it's six women in email, um, gets, uh, gets a 97% pro-gun vote, when carte blanche gets a 90-odd percent pro-gun vote, it is obvious to anyone who's paying attention that gun control is not a massive priority for South Africans. And, and 
the average South African, never mind the average gun owner, um, the average South African does not appear to support stronger gun control. Um, because I think the average South African is aware that we live in a dangerous country. Um, you know, even you don't have to like guns, um, but you need to understand that this 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 legislation it has it has far it far far ranging sort of effects. It's also scary because of of the completely undemocratic and 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 non transparent way it's been put together. This was not a case of let's let's look at making things better and get people in. And, and talk to people who know about this and find a solution. This was someone with an agenda trying to drive their agenda at a really high level um, because they, they, there is no research. There is, there is nothing supporting it. It's, it's letting me sit down and write my opinions on something and trying to make that law. Now, while that would be great for me, it's not necessarily the clever way to do things. Uh, so please, guys. <laughs> Make your submissions. Chat to the people around you, the non-gun people, and explain to them that it's not about guns. It's, you, you don't have to like guns. You, that, that's your choice. But if we're going to have a situation where the personal opinion of a civilian secretariat um, could become law, we have a problem. Um, if we're going to have a situation where we're not, where, where, where Government is not going to talk to role players um, because government have a duty to talk to role players and they didn't. And I know this because I'm on the committee of an actual role player um, and they don't want to talk to us. Um, so don't make the mistake of thinking, you know, and, and, and this is not a, it's not an attack on government. Um, There's an attack on this piece of legislation and, and, and the people pushing it. Um, we need to make sure that, that our legislators legislators understand that, that we don't support this. Um, and we don't support things like this. We don't support people um, ignoring what, what, what South Africans want, ignoring basic democratic principles and trying to push something through. Um, and that needs to be the big picture idea that you get through to your friends. So if you have friends who are gun owners who haven't done anything about this, slap them. If you have friends who have gun owners who go, this will never happen, do me a favor, slap them twice the second time for me. Um, if you have friends who aren't gun owners, discuss this with them. Um, people sitting around going, it's never going to happen, are living in fucking fantasy land. Uh, they need to look at how much other stuff that was never going to happen happened. Um, by the same token, people who've given up and, and have already gone, well, as soon as I can own a gun for self-defense, I'm going to go to the gun shop and ask for my money back, they also deserve a slap. And there's been a fair amount of those as well. Um, I, I sound like we're really violent, but I'm not threatening them with fire. I'm just threatening them with a good old-fashioned slap. It's, it's, yeah, it's, not, it's not violence. It's a reorientation. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> Careful, it's silenced. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I'll, Remember I'll to scream. I'll, do it. Yeah. I'll yeah, scream, scream while I do it. <laughs> Idiot! Um, but yeah, it's it's both sides of that. The people who say it'll never happen, or the people who are acting like it's it, it's happened. All they are are they supporting it, um, and that's what they need to understand. You know, it's it's if 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 you're sitting around doing nothing, well, guess what? You support this legislation, and if we lose our guns, 
you're going to be as to blame as the people who push this legislation. Um, and you know what? We're not going to believe you when you start lying about what you tried to do. Now is your top chance. Um, social media is a fucking fantastic thing in some ways. Um, not only do you get to see what people have for dinner, but you can you can spread your ideas to your friends and your acquaintances. Uh, so get that message out there. Don't post it in yet another gun group. Don't post to your friends' WhatsApp group stupid fucking memes from America about cold dead hands uh, because that means nothing. Don't... I'm, I'm, I'm a big fan of memes, but not political ones like this. Um, make well-reasoned comments and, and get that message out there. If you can get one of your non-gun-owning friends to, to make a submission, you've done a really, really good job. And, and they're already ahead of 1.8 or 1.9 or more than 2 million gun owners. Uh, Terry, I'll climb off my side soapbox now. So all that said, um, submissions close on the 4th of July at midnight. Your submissions have to be in before the 5th of July. That means when you hear the show, when it comes out on the 28th of June, you will have that week to get your submissions in if you haven't done it yet. Um, if you have sent in submissions, there might be some things that we've touched on during this show that you did not mention in your submission. Please send some more. Um, be sure to state that you are opposed to the entire bill okay say at the top i am opposed to this entire bill the areas that i'm specifically discussing in my objection is not the only things that i am objecting to put that in there we don't want the bill in any way shape or form we want to oppose it in its entirety for people who are not gun owners or who are anti-gun or uh uh, perhaps sort of gun agnostic, they don't care either way. Remember that if your sort of mom and dad own a coffee shop in a little town where the town's chief export is game, that shop is going to close down when hunters stop coming. Okay. It doesn't matter that they don't own firearms. They don't like firearms. It's going to affect their livelihood. There are a lot of great initiatives that are supported by the gun industry uh, in its entirety that is not directly related to guns. Um, the industry does drive some money and that money does find its ways into communities all over the place in different forms. Um, if you have an uncle, like I said earlier, who sells reloading equipment, guess what? The salary that he earns for doing that job goes to other people in this country when he buys groceries. Um, when he fills up his car, etc., He will not be able to do that if he is without a job. And with where unemployment has gone in South Africa and where it is projected to go um, in the current sort of climate, people are not going to have the opportunity, they're not going to be afforded the opportunity to change sectors. If you are a guy who has worked in a gun shop for the last 40 years, you're not going to find a job in another sector because there are people who have been in that sector their entire life, lives who can't find a job because unemployment is out of control and companies aren't hiring things. So you're going to take the entire gun industry, and I'm going to use the entire gun industry, right? There might be some stragglers, but you're going to take the entire gun industry 
dealers, importers, uh, gunsmiths, sales staff, reloading, uh, sort of ancillary support staff like cashiers and things that work things, um, butchers who deal specifically with hunting, um, hunting farm owners, people who maintain hunting farms, veterinarians who specialize in, in, in hunting farms, etc. You're going to take all those people, you're going to take their entire livelihood away when this thing passes. And you're going to take that entire figure of number of people and you're going to just tack that on top of the current unemployment. So whether you like guns or not, it doesn't really matter. You've got to see the bigger picture of what it'll do to this country should this pass. Um, not just because of the unconstitutional way in which this was drafted, but the real world impact that it will have. Please get your submissions in. Um, I believe that in the... Uh, DA's firearm summit yesterday it was mentioned that DS South Africa has had a hundred thousand submissions. The okay. DA have had 75,000 or something, but please remember that that does not mean we have 175,000 submissions. That just means we have a hundred thousand people who've done something and 75,000 of those also did something else. Okay. What's that, those, what we've probably got is 50,000 people. <laughs> we submitted twice. Yeah. Out of like over 2 million gun owners, right? It, it, that's, that's not an acceptable figure. If you haven't submitted something, please get it in. Uh, the details of where to submit that stuff to will again be in the show notes. And like any good election, vote early and vote often. <laughs> I think that uh, they generally frown upon voting often in the same election. <laughs> <laughs> Now my mom was born in Zim. <laughs> <laughs> Reminds me of that scene in Black Adder where uh, we are disputing the uh, sort of dude who runs this rotten borough. <laughs> it has three sort of occupants, you know, the population of three, and then like 500 people vote for Baldrick. <laughs> and Black Adder goes, we see this not as the number of votes cost by individuals, but rather the confidence that they have in this candidate. Yeah. In that three people have voted 500 times. <laughs> anyway, <laughs> we got the track. Yeah. Mr. Evans, is there something you would like to add? Is there something no, I think we've, we've covered it all from my side. I don't think there's anything more to add to that apart from the fact that guys need to get active in it. Yeah, exactly. And time's running out, guys. Literally. When this show comes out, You'll have seven days, like in no, the ring. Seven days. Then you're fucked. <laughs> <laughs> you know, it's kind of sad. I, I had a moment of trying to work out when Frodo went on about seven days. <laughs> <laughs> that is kind of sad. T-Bag, anything we've missed? Anything you'd like to add to this? Anything else you'd like to say? There are a huge amount of things in this legislation that we haven't hit on yet. Um, and a lot of the consequences, I don't even think we, we're, we're aware of until, God forbid, it's passed. Uh, so don't just... Don't just worry about yourself. Don't worry about the things that affect you. Don't go, well, you know, it's all right. Only hunt. So... I'll have, you know, my 308, my 375, and my two shotguns, and I'm sorted. Um, I'm I'm all right, Jack. Think about 
other gun owners and think about when they come for you. Um, because in previous things, they haven't really gone after collectors and hunters that much. Uh, this time, well, they're, they're fucking annihilated collectors um, and they've hit hunters hard as well. So this is, this is not an us and them. Um, this is gun ownership and, 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 and greater society beyond that. But gun ownership is, is directly affected no matter what sort of gun owner you are. Um, whether you don't like people who hunt, whether you don't understand why anyone would want to have an evil black rifle, why you, if you don't understand why someone would have the urge to carry a pistol all day, it doesn't fucking matter. Um, we are all in this boat together. Uh, so we need to get the water out the boat, not just out of your side of the boat. Uh, get hold of your organizations, do something, um, be the change you want to be in the world or some other Gandhi quote. Um, I think that was a Gandhi quote. Or was it Madiba? <laughs> um, <laughs> was it Martin Luther King? He looks at me like, I don't know. <laughs> he can't look at me. Yeah, <laughs> I forget I'm the brains of this operation. Um, <laughs> unsubscribe, unsubscribe, unsubscribe. <laughs> Guys, look, you, you, you need to step up here. Uh, I'm, I'm pretty confident that, that our listenership are, are engaged enough that they've done something. Um, don't stop. Uh, keep, keep making an effort, make more submissions. Um, get those around you, gun owners and non-gun owners on board. Uh, understand the, the greater consequences for the whole country of, of a, a, a couple of billion rand industry being destroyed um, because that's what's going to happen um, and those are the consequences we're going to have to deal with. But we can stop this. This is not a fait accompli. Um, we can get... Uh, we can get... We we and and hopefully we can stop this without us having to go to to litigation or anything. Um, you know, hopefully we can we can get the legislators to understand that this is bad law, um, and that we have we have more effective ways to fight crime, actually effective ways to fight crime. Um, so stop playing the the man, um, sharing memes about the minister and and calling whoever names doesn't help anything um, and all it does is detracts from your message your message should be about bad legislation um, I don't care who is proposing it I don't care who is supporting it um, individually I want the legislation stopped you are not going to change people's minds by calling them cunts um, that's not how it works. Think about the last time someone started swearing in your face and telling you you were a fucking idiot. How often did you go, you know what? He's right. I'm a fucking idiot. No, you didn't. Even if halfway through the argument, you suddenly realized you were wrong, you still were going to put your heels in and push harder. Um, so apply that same logic. Have a little, you know, you don't have to like the people, but if, directly attacking individuals doesn't help anything because if if we haven't learned by now that it's not about individuals um it's not about a particular minister because ministers change and and policies remain 
Um, we want to change the policy. We want to change the legislation. We do that by being intelligent. We do that by making a solid and reasoned argument. Uh, and we have a solid, solid and reasoned argument um, because we're right and they're wrong. Um, but we lose that when we froth at the mouth and act like idiots. And remember, in order to be considered to be right, you have to be right, which means don't manufacture stuff that fits what you want to have happen. Okay. Yeah. Use actual facts. And if you can't use facts, um, you are allowed to use opinion here. You are, but then don't make that out to be fact. Okay. So be careful in the way that you phrase things. Um, said you, you are allowed to share your opinion that's absolutely within your right when you're doing the uh, the the opposition when you submit your email and things um, but don't present things that you have sucked out your thumb uh, as fact so don't go 95% of all gun owners will immigrate because you don't know that okay what you can do is go I suspect that you know, maybe some gun owners will immigrate if this happens and some of those gun owners probably run businesses, those businesses will be affected, which means the livelihood of all, everyone that, that sort of is employed or are indirectly sort of supported by those businesses will be affected. That's fine. But don't go 95% of all gun owners will leave, um, yeah. as an example. Excellent point. Mr. Evans, do you, do you want to tell people how they join the club? Yeah. Okay, so... Thanks to everybody who's been listening to our content and been involved on social media platforms with us. Um, the club rules have changed recently. If you want to be a club member, you need to please get your submissions through to the necessary channels, as Corn and T have discussed. Um, and then over and above that, if you give us five-star rating, then you're going to get an honorary, honorary, I think I mess that up every time, honorary membership into the club. Um, but thank you, to all of those for their support and get out and do your drill of the month. You might as well burn some powder while you can. Exactly. And on that bombshell, later losers.